Shadowlands. Now, that's what I call the journey work I do when I have um, triggers come up, traumas come up, or a dark night of the soul. Some of us get several. <laughs> it comes in layers. I, uh, just hanging out in our home, drinking some tea, and, uh, this is, um, we're Mercury retrograde, and during Mercury retrograde, I like to take a rest from posting on social media and commenting and just hang. And then I make a list of things that I have been putting off doing. And one of those on my retrograde project list was this podcast. It has been, uh, <laughs> I haven't posted since June. And where I last ended the story was when my best friend Chris died. My, who I thought was Mr. Wright, turned out to be um, Mr. He looked at me as only Miss Wright now. And I went dark. I had a dark night of the soul. And I just, man, it was, it was like the nineties went from being cool and fun to being really fucking dark. <laughs> I think it was like all after El Nino. I was living in a, an apartment off of Hollywood Boulevard and, um, it was just a crazy ass fucking apartment. We had a community bong in the courtyard and, um, you know, it was just filled with wannabe actors and models and writers and performers slash waiters, you know, slash whatever their gig was. And plenty of musicians. And this in this quirky building is when I had this absolute intense meltdown and went through this grief over these two relationships that I was unable to see a future without them in it. My heart was shattered. And I was in a dark place and I was in an edgy place and I was in that I don't give a fuck what happens to me space. And then... I was mean. I was mean to a girl that deserved better from me. She had been very kind and offered me friendship and even got me a job. And um, I made out with her boyfriend, who was my ex-boyfriend. And because I knew he was cheating on her with several other girls, and she came to me when she found out. And I just had this cold place in my heart. And I just looked at her and said, yeah, me too. And the, the, the hurt on her face. And I was like, you know, fuck. 
I apologize, but I, I never want to hurt anyone like that ever again. And yeah, I had to go make a lot of amends. <laughs> and I just imploded. I imploded and had just would just work and then come home and there used to be this delivery service called pink dot and you could get videos or you could get sandwiches you could get liquor you could get any kind of snacks and um this is before everything was digital and, and, and they were so smart they were on the cutting edge of all this they had all your orders saved so if I ordered a movie and a bottle of Merlot, they'd be like, oh, would you like a pint of Haagen-Dazs to go with that tonight, which I had previously ordered. And so usually when I was making that order, I was already high as fuck. So um, it was really difficult times to say no. I had a budget. I, I was a struggling actress slash waitress and I had to stay on my budget and I was performing in this avant-garde experimental production of um, the Bacchae and it required me to perform on stage naked every night <laughs> every performance and I was trying to challenge myself as an actor and like I said I was already in this I don't give a fuck space like I was already like okay I'm never gonna love again no one's ever going to love me. I am too broken. So why not the fuck just do whatever the fuck I want? Nobody's paying attention to me anyway. I'm going to take a sip of my tea. Drinking some breakfast blend if anyone's curious. And then I have my herbal potion. My um, herbal water with all the tinctures I take for... My, my body to support me. Studied herbs. I love herbs. I have very good results using herbs. So I use herbs. Anywho. Um, yeah. So Dark Knight of the Soul. If you had one. You know what they're like. They suck. And. What I found myself resisting. Was talking about. A dark night of the soul. I found myself resisting this next phase of my life and talking about it out loud. And there was so much. It was like just getting through, just pushing through, just pushing through, pushing through, pushing through, pushing through, just trying, pushing, trying. You know, um, praying and spraying, um, trying every kind of fucking therapy and journal work and shadow work and art therapies. And it, I was just trying to exercise this deep, 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 dark grief. And... My friend Chris, who had just died, what kept me alive is I, every breath I took, I reminded myself, this is grace. 
the, you take this breath for Chris. If I don't want to take this breath for me, then take this breath for Chris. Take this breath for the love and the magic that I experienced knowing Chris Mao in my life. Because it was truly a fucking blessing. And that kept me alive when I no longer wanted to live. I had a, a shopping list in case I ever decided to go through with my bl mental blueprint of how I would do it if I did it. And those who have been there know exactly what I'm talking about. So I had this anchor. Chris was my anchor in this world as I moved through those dark places. I eventually sold everything and left that sweet ass apartment in Hollywood. It was great. It was, I could walk to the Chinese Grauman. Um, it was cool as fuck. Anyway, um, um, my friend Heidi from work lived downstairs. She, she used to, she, 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 one day she convinced me and we got completely baked and walked to the Chinese Grauman and saw the Titanic. And um, we were like 20 minutes late for the movie because neither one of us refused to get out of the long line for snacks. We both really wanted our snacks. And we're like, fuck it, we'll miss the, fun of the, the, the beginning of the movie and wait for it to come out at Blockbuster to see it. <laughs> um, yeah, so I sold everything and I went to India. I wanted to have my eat, pray, love. This is even before that book came out. Um, I had it. I don't, okay, now I'm kind of wondering. I, I, I lived in the self-help section at the Bodhi Tree Bookstore in West Hollywood. And we have barking chihuahuas. I would take, you know, when I couldn't bear to be alone, I would, I would go dance at the drum circles in Venice Beach. And I declared myself celibate and did another round of 12-step work this time on relationships and I was very uncomfortable with the person who was highly recommended to me so I, I just I'd done 12 steps so many times for eating disorders and boyfriends who ended up going to AA and I mean in LA it's 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 very common so um I, I don't know. I remember just feeling weird about it. Anyway, I found out later on that he was, um, that he had molested a couple friends of mine. Um, and it, it, things get weird when you're on a spiritual, like yoga path and you know people and there's people who uphold these people like on a pedestal. And then you find out that, you know, your street smarts and your spidey sense was right and that this guy is a predator and he is a creep and you feel bad for your friends and you have to honor your friend's wishes whether they want to do something or not or say something or not. And it's a very tricky place to be in. So it was just, it was just, everything just was it coming up ick they just sometimes in your life 
when it's like it comes at you it, you know people call it the tower moments it comes at you hard and fast and all you can do is just stand there and be ready for the next pitch you know just to see it try to see what was coming next by being still and then you what would happen to me is I would trigger that whole frozen which I hate I hate that feeling so much that's the one that's the real kicker for me that's that's the one that triggers all the shit that happened before I could talk when I was a toddler um when I was a baby so that that frozen feeling and then it's like I have to claw and fight through that and so I would physically go hiking or I would go to do Bikram yoga I would do anything extreme so it would just tire me the fuck out and I went to India like hoping to have this like incredible you know so many of my friends had done this and gone spiritual quest and been to India and I was like okay I want to do this and India fucking kicked my ass <laughs> India was a trip and I'm not a small girl I'm 5'8 I'm um, I backpacked through alone everybody was like are you sure you want to do this and I was like yeah I want to do this my dogs are popping off they hate the dog cross street so it was hard. I just, I got the full experience of what it's like to be moving and existing and interacting with a place that sees me differently than I see myself as a woman. And from being disrespectful to being, um, assault eventually this guy rubbed his elbow he was with all his friends and I was in a market and I was dressed like I had been coached I, I was dressed so proper and when this guy did this to me I just exploded and I had been studying with a couple of army rangers and I just just immediately like just went into a stance and picked him up and I threw him in this stall full of carpets and I told him don't ever touch another fucking woman ever again like that with and turn around and I got the fuck out of there as soon as possible because I knew that once everybody stopped the, at that moment of shock of everyone around me was my moment to get away and I immediately got in a rickshaw and took off cab and I was shaking <clears throat> and I was just angry I was so angry all I wanted to do was to be able to go travel and explore the world um, when I was 18 I actually got on a plane for the first time and went to Alaska and my father had asked them how do they manage the depression during the winters because my father was very sensitive to um, cloudy gray days there's a word for it I can't think of it right now of people who have weather sensitivities and the guy said we stay busy so this was how I was getting myself through grief 
through darkness, through dark night of the soul, through triggers, was just staying as fucking busy as possible. And then if I could, you know, I was working doubles and triple shifts and seven days a week. And when I, you know, save money for my trip and I finally just went, fuck this. And I booked my flight home. I had an open-ended ticket. I had planned to just tra- keep on traveling. And, um, yeah, best laid plans, right? I had, I had this whole vision of how I was going to work and how I was going to be able to pay for things and sustain myself. And, and I, But it wasn't a plan. It was just an idea. There, I mean, I had, I had my Lonely Planet guidebook. <laughs> but... I, it was the first time I had ever done something like this and taken on, I have gone hiking by myself in Joshua Tree. I have moved to Columbus, Ohio, moved to another state and moved back. I moved back and forth in Northern California, but leaving the country by myself as a woman, um, I just wanted to believe, you know, like I hear women have stories. They don't have any problems. My experience was different. Enough so that I just said, fuck this, and I moved home. And I just kind of went in work mode. I was like, all right, time to just put the bad girl behavior down. You know, you, you try taking yourself out by jumping out of airplanes and climbing up mountains and scaling down caves and like I tried like all kinds of shit risky shit thinking okay I'll just you know live life to the fullest the best fuck you is the best life ever lived and if I'm just depressed through it the whole time at least I'm out doing shit as opposed to being home alone depressed which I did enough of anyway (laughs) and I was doing all this like I just started watching my diet and, um, I had gone to massage school at the Institute of Psychostructure and Balancing. And it gave me a whole new language, a whole new experience of how to feel being in the female anatomy and how I move and how my muscle mass is structured differently than my husband's and how my biological system works differently and that a man's biological drive is programmed for progress and a woman's biological drive is programmed for connection and in between that in the hemispheres of our brain of left and right there is this middle area and depending on how much testosterone you got it's like either it's thinner or it's wider and I didn't find this information out (laughs) for a long time. Like if I had known this a long time ago, I would have made different choices on how I did things. I was always, you know, trying to be in that dynamic win push mode. I was focused on creating a future where when my mom was older, not only am I supporting myself, but I could support her as well. And at the current gig 
type of jobs I was working to support a creative endeavor on the side. Um, I just put it all to bed and started pursuing the nine to fives. And I swear, like all those office jobs, I can just feel just my soul just flaking off with all the rules and clothing and regulations. And it just, it um, wasn't for me. And I found this out later that, you know, we all have different super sensory learning systems. We, you know, some people are more visual, some people are more auditory. Some people are what's called auditory digital, where they they see things more like a blueprint, like engineers or people that are very technically aware. Um, and then I'm a kinesthetic learner, and turns out so was my grandfather. Um, he was well known for his ability. He worked at Quaker Oats, and he was an oat tester. And they would bring him back even after they had machines that did his job, because he had a sensitivity to the touch of the grain that even the machine could not replicate. So massage school was grace. Massage school was a what the fuck. I was performing in a Shakespeare company and I was performing a role that I absolutely did not want to be doing, that I was talked into doing my friend who is a director and there was a lot of drama and ickiness because of I didn't know when I slept with the theater director that I was number two <laughs> he was married and then there was me and he started to get clingy and possessive and when people get clingy and possessive with me I just I bail that that's just huge huge um deal breaker for me um being a latchkey kid and the kid who was the dork on the playground and um the bookworm and you know just the weird nerdy club girl. Um, I've always been, um, because I had so many secrets to protect, um, and didn't want things to get back to my family or people to know how dark my life has been up to that point and why I was going through these, um, triggers and reactions and depressions and handshaking and you know it was just it's like I was constantly tap dancing with excuses for trying to laugh off my trauma reactions and it was exhausting so when I came back from India it was it was like okay it, it was like I popped the clutch. Like, I just was like, all right, you know, I, 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 I fucked everything up. I was in this space of, I, there was this quote that said, 
um, we're only able to receive the money and love we believe we deserve. And I'll say that again. We are only able to receive the money and love that we believe we deserve. And I knew I had, you know, I was still struggling with believing in myself. I was struggling in my abilities creatively. I was struggling with my abilities to be successful financially. I was struggling with my heart to trust and believe that one day I would actually meet someone who just loved me for me, who I am, with the shadows and the waves and the lone wolf tendencies. And <laughs> Darla, give it a break. I know Daisy's barking. <laughs> Anywho, life with um, rescues, but I get my rescues. I understand them. I understand the protecting and the guarding. I understand the defense. So for me, it's every day just making that space of protection and safety for them and to also keep anchoring in my own now, you know, on a scale of one to 10, what is my safety? What is my protection? What is my health? What is my connections, right? Lean into the information of how my female body works differently. By, by fine tuning my alchemy, to match the model of earthship I had been given as I walked through the shadow lands. The ability to begin to believe in my feelings and my emotions and the signals that I was receiving from my body, the information, the pictures, the sounds, the smells, the feels, the pain, that swing of joy when we see something that just delights us. I call it having my um, girly bone tickled. Um, that's been trauma for me. It's just moving through the shadow lands is just um it's like just being available for whoever's in the queue first who's ever lined up first going me 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 i'm ready to go you know let's let let's let's turn this contract into dust and release this belief that's no longer necessary to hold on to this much muscle tension when i grab something to hold on to this much Muscle tension that I constantly have to stay busy to begin to create a space and protect that space, honor that space where there is stillness and 
just stillness, just just being. I'm uh, no no fucking rules, no timer, other than obviously you know when you have responsibilities, you you know you're gonna block out, you're gonna set this time that you know you have available. And this is this is to me where my shadow work has the most information. This is where it's like my body. I would see this when I would work on people and do body work and, and they get to a place of relaxation and it's just like watching waves, watching ribbles, you know, is is the water as it ripples, you see the emotion release, the circulation move through the body like a wave as they release long held tension. A lot of times there would be tears and I'd say, that's okay, you know, it, it's a good thing, you know, to release. Like in yoga, you, you, you all of a sudden you just, in, your body is just able to find its connection and the bones are balanced and stacked and you're able to just in that moment be in you experiencing your strength your grace, your flow. And then it's like, wow. And there's just like a ripple of release of circulation. You can feel your muscles tremor as a, as a, the issues are in our tissues. So it's, it's, as we move through the shadow lands, our, 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 our greatest wealth of information is our own vessel. I'm going to end it here. Um, Peace out. And I'll be back with another episode of the Bad Girl Mystic Experience. You can always, um, if you have any questions, direct message me. You can find my Facebook page where I post giggles and things that I give a shit about. Or you can check out my coloring therapy on Instagram that I do. Because when I enter my shadow land, I, I go with I go with tools of play. I, I, I want to make sure I take those feels up to 11. I go in with tunes. I go in with snacks. <laughs> I journey like a hobbit. All right. Um, yeah. And every once in a while, I'm posting to TikTok. I'm still new to that. Anyway, um. Much love, my other lone wolves. Peace out.